I posted a TikTok video recently that absolutely popped off. You guys loved it and it was all about social media strategy. It's a little time lapse of me putting together a social media strategy document for a client. And I know the reason this popped off is because so many of you guys are in the boat, same boat as me when it comes to understanding what social media strategy is because I'm someone who's worked in this industry for four years now and I would say for the first two years I was too intimidated to ever offer strategy I'm putting that in quotes if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening on the podcast but I was too scared to offer strategy as a service to put it in my uh, packages or offers because I didn't think I was smart enough to offer something like that. I was so intimidated by this word for some reason. So today I want to talk through some of the tips that I mentioned in that TikTok in a little bit more depth because that is literally a six second video and it gives you some great starting points, but we need to dive deeper. And I also want to talk about some of the biggest mistakes people make with their strategy, what people think strategy is versus what it actually is. And I'm excited to dive into this one. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give this video a thumbs up so I know to do more videos like this. If you're listening on the podcast, please do hit that follow or subscribe button. It really helps me out a lot. And let's get into it. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So before we dive into the things you need to be including in a social media strategy, I want to break down the what. What exactly is a social media strategy? And the basic sense of this word, the basic meaning of this word, a strategy is essentially a plan. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong with step one of their social media strategy is they overcomplicate it. Sometimes people hear the word strategy and it's almost like they think it's some big secret. Like social media managers have this secret strategy and we have to really work hard to understand this. And I think that was definitely my belief for a long time. And it wasn't until I was working with other social media managers, other marketing professionals that I kind of had this penny drop moment where I was like, I've been doing social media strategy this whole time. And for those of you watching today, you might be in a similar boat because if you are creating a content schedule, if you are choosing a posting frequency, if you are deciding what time of day, what time of week that you are posting, if you are setting goals for your Instagram account, all of these things are just creating a plan, an approach to how you're going to tackle this platform for your business. And that is a social media strategy. It doesn't have to be complicated. And a simple strategy can actually work and get really effective results. 
Now, one of the biggest mistakes people make with their strategy that I have to mention straight away is the length of time they give the strategy to work. When you are in the world of organic social media content, if you are organically posting on Instagram, you're not using paid traffic, which is probably the majority of us, we don't have the budget for that in our business yet, or our clients don't. If you're in that camp with me, then you need to be giving yourself three to six months to actually see results. Organic growth is slow. And if you have a strategy that you put in place, a new posting schedule, and you only do this for two weeks, you are not giving the account enough time. You're not giving the strategy enough time to actually produce any results. So if you sit there going, my strategy isn't working, I need to create a new one, but it's only been two weeks. That is why you need to give it enough time. And the other mistake people make is they often get stuck on the posting schedule and being salesy. Hands up anyone in the room, in this virtual room, <laughs> we're all gathered in, who feels a little bit cringy selling their products or, or selling their products or services or selling it for their clients. Like putting up those salesy posts about why you should work with me. For a lot of us, it does feel a bit cringy. I think when I think of sales, I think of the old school people that go door knocking, that are really pushy. You answer the door and you're just like, oh no, this is gonna be me for 15 minutes trying to leave while this person is like, sign up for this thing, buy this thing, upgrade your power, switch your internet to our provider. That is what I think of when I think of sales. But integral part of an effective social media strategy is one that is integrating sales or sales content frequently. If you're not selling, you're not gonna get results. I had this conversation with one of the students in my program, the Dishing Up Digital School recently, and she was saying how she was struggling with how many posts she should talk about her products or her service, and whenever she noticed that she did a post about this, there would be a drop in engagement, so it kind of put her off. And I told her if she's not asking for the sale, she's not going to get it. It's not about the vanity metrics. It's not so much about the likes. If you want to have a business and if you want to generate sales off social media, then you need to be asking for the sale. And when this student went and looked at her analytics, she discovered, funnily enough, that her salesy posts were the only posts generating website tabs. Although they weren't getting the same amount of likes, when she was talking about her business, that was when people were like, hmm, I need to know more about this. Let me go check out her website. Let me look into her services in some more depth. And that is exactly what we wanna be doing with our strategy. I'm very big on letting go of the vanity metrics and focusing on the actual sales in your business. And often when it comes to getting a sale from Instagram, you actually need to ask multiple times. So you can't just put up one salesy post a month and call it a day and then focus on all of that nurture content or fun content or entertaining content, which yes, is important, but you can actually integrate sales content into that. So for example, on my Instagram page, you might see like a carousel where I'm giving some really good juicy tips on social media management or social media strategy. And at the end of the tips, I will include a testimonial and a call to action to buy one of my courses. That is giving people value, information, showing my authority and expertise, but I'm also not forgetting the sale. You can do both at once. One of my biggest learnings as a social media manager or social media strategist, whatever you wanna call me, the thing that I've really learned is if I don't post about my offers consistently, I'm not gonna sell them. 
And I'm going through a launch as I'm recording this, I'm launching a live version of my program. So it's basically what I call a live accelerator. People get to sign up for the Dishing Up Digital School, but they also get an additional four weeks of group coaching with me and they get some private coaching, which isn't something that I usually offer. But on the first day that I launched this program and I did my live webinar and invited people to enroll, it was like crickets. I eventually, after my second webinar, had one person sign up. And then later in the evening, there was like a second person who was like on the fence going to pay. And I was sitting there like, oh, this is exhausting. This is such a great offer. Why aren't people buying? And I could have just woken up the next day and given up and not kept selling my my course, my, my new program. But instead, I kept posting. I kept thinking, okay, we've talked about the benefits of the program, let's get some testimonials up there. Okay, what are the outcomes people, what are the wins people are gonna have if they come through this course? And I really focused on stories, on reels, on email marketing, on spreading the message wide. And what do you know, two days later, I had another four people sign up and then the sales are just really steadily trickling in. But it's really funny if I had given given up on the first day and if I just put up one post about this new offer, how many sales I could have missed out on. So that's a really important lesson for you. Social media strategy is about being consistent with your sales message. Now for the next part of this video, I want to leave you with a couple of key steps or tips for what to include when you're writing or creating a social media strategy. The first thing you need to include is a simple set of goals. Now you can decide if you want to use numbers and metrics to measure your success. If you want to have a goal for a follow account or an engagement increase or a, an amount of reach. And this is something that I do with clients simply to give us a little bit of a goal, but I also like to make it very clear from the get-go that I'm not a miracle worker and organic traffic is not predictable. We can post really great content, but there's no guarantees of getting these results. So that's also why typically I try to steer away from the whole like numbers thing and, and putting a set, you know, follower growth goal on there. But I also like to set goals like increase the number of DMs, feel a deeper connection with the community, start more conversations with our followers. Another example of a goal could be specific to your business. So one of the clients I worked with had a really successful podcast. So our goal was to bring the podcast community onto the Instagram platform and start increasing engagement and start supporting the podcast, but also having another place to bring the community and share more valuable content beyond the interviews on the podcast. The podcast was mainly interview based. So Instagram also gave the hosts of the platform or the podcast, I should say, a place where they could really showcase their thoughts and their opinions rather than just like interviewing other people, which was really what their podcast was about. So that was a really cool goal for them to have, to create a space that was for their opinions, to create a space to further grow the connection with their podcast community. These are the kind of goals you should be thinking out as well as the numbers and the metrics. Step number two for your social media strategy is to include some competitor research. This is something that I think is hugely valuable. And disclaimer, it's not about copying other people, but it's also about using the data that's already there and available on social media. Have a look at other industry leaders, other people in your niche, and look around and see what their top performing posts are. What topics are really triggering a lot of conversations with their audience. And essentially, their 
there are other people out there on Instagram who have already done the audience research for you and are showing you what's trendy, what's conversational, what does well, what your audience is craving more of. Then it's about taking those topics, obviously, and putting your own spin on it. But having a section in your strategy that might walk through three, four, five other profiles that are performing well on Instagram and draw on the lessons that you can learn from that account. Step number three, I think I just held up four. Step number three, I can count, I promise. <laughs> Step number three is all about giving yourself a little bit of a mini audit to begin with. So looking at what we have to work with now. And I always do this after the competitor research because often you'll find inspiration there. You might see another person and how they're using highlights and what content they have in their highlights. And you might be like, oh my gosh, our highlights are terrible. We haven't updated them in ages. Let's give them a refresh. Let's introduce some more topics, etc." And the same goes with your bio. You might find that your bio is a bit flat. A bio refresh is what I end up doing with almost all of my clients. Uh, I think it comes down to people don't like talking about themselves or bragging about themselves. I always think that your bio is like your elevator pitch. It's the first impression and you need to make sure you're not wasting that space and it's juicy. It hooks people in. I'll drop in a screenshot if you're watching on YouTube of my Instagram bio at the moment, but it says something around like worked with 400 plus students. Um, I'm not sure if I still have Instagram fairy godmother in there, something along those lines. I switch out my bio um, relatively often, so it does change, but it's juicy. It showcases my talents, my expertise, my skills, and tells people how I can help them. So for my client that I did this particular recent strategy for, they really hadn't featured their podcast at all. Their podcast is in like the top 0.05% of all podcasts. It's had like 30 million downloads. And I'm like, why is this not in your bio? <laughs> like be proud of your achievements and put them in there. We also added for them a particular features section because they had been featured in Oprah and The Guardian, a whole bunch of other publications. They'd had a TED talk. So those things can be really authoritative boosting kind of tags to have in your bio when new people come across your account. The next thing we really want to think about with our Instagram strategy is a little bit of a simple plan of how we're going to achieve these goals. So we've written out our goals, we've done a bit of an audit of what needs changing on our Instagram, we've looked at some other competitors, and now we just need the basic plan. And this is what I was talking about in the beginning of this episode when I mentioned a strategy is essentially a plan. So we need a posting frequency. What days of the week are we going to post? What time are we going to post? How many posts are there going to be? What are those posts made up of? So are we doing lots of reels? Are we doing some reels and some graphics? Are we doing reels and photos? And these content decisions should be made from from your goals that you initially made in step one. For example, last year, one of my big sort of goals for around the middle of last year was growth. I really wanted more exposure because I was building to the relaunch of my course and my signature program last year. So I did a 30 day reels challenge, which I've also recorded a podcast episode on. If uh, you guys want to listen to that, I'll link that in the description. But I did that because my goal was to increase my audience to get as much reach as possible 
before going into a launch phase for my business. And when I compare my content that I was posting in the launch phase, that was very much like nurture content. So I did a lot more graphics. I did a lot more kind of authoritative content, showing my opinion, so I'm showing my expertise. And that wasn't random. It was very intentional. I went from the phase of top funnel focus, reaching as many people as possible. And then I focused on nurturing that, that audience that I had collected up. And then I focused on, you know, more sales content from there. Likewise, for this particular client that I was building a strategy for, because we really wanted to showcase them as the podcast hosts, we really wanted to have them in speaking reels, giving their thoughts and opinions. We wanted to make sure we had longer extended captions. We wanted to make sure there was lots of tips and informative pieces of content to drive the community there, to give them a reason to follow on Instagram as well as the podcast. And we wanted to make sure we were mentioning the podcast, we were giving it some love, but we didn't want the page to just be like a news updates kind of thing, like new episode, new episode, new episode. We wanted it to be more than that. We also realized like to build the community that we wanted and, and create that engagement, spark those conversations. We needed more behind the scenes content. So it meant we were posting on stories quite frequently. We set our number for that to be quite frequent. And our goal with stories was to have lots of behind the scenes photos, little snippets from their lives, what they were up to, to really build that relationship. So you can see what I mean here around your goals are gonna inform the content approach, your strategy or plan and what type of stuff you're actually creating and posting. The final step for me when it comes to creating an Instagram strategy for a client is doing a few example posts. I mostly do this because clients who book in for a strategy with me, it's usually we're either in an ongoing coaching program or we're working together as I'm their like social media manager and content creator. So for me, doing the content there is like a natural next step onto the next service that we'll be doing together. But for some people, if you're just doing a one-off strategy session, you don't wanna go too hard on this in terms of creating all of their content for, for them. And then they end their strategy session and it's like, cool, awesome. I also have everything I need for the next two months of content and you weren't really charging for that unless you do integrate it and make that a price of your like social media strategy service. Um, but if you are creating this for someone, you wanna make sure the end of this document has some example posts, some graphics, some ideas. What I did for this particular client was I had a example layout and because we hadn't filmed the reels yet, I had dropped in some example reels. So it wasn't a complete layout. It was just a bit of a draft. I had some content ideas to brainstorm with the client as well. So that is everything that I have to say on social media strategy for today. I feel like I, sh I could talk about social media strategy for quite a while, but I don't wanna bore you guys to death. But let me know, reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM, or if you're on YouTube, leave me a comment. If you did really enjoy this conversation, if you'd like a part two, if you'd like me to do another episode on the podcast where I talk about strategy and maybe give some more examples, maybe do like a walkthrough with you guys of creating a strategy. I don't know, let me know. Always love to hear your ideas. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, hit that follow subscribe button and I'll catch you next time. Bye guys.